My name is Scott Nye, and this is Talking Radical Radio. Hello and welcome to Talking Radical Radio, where we bring you grassroots voices from across Canada. We give you the chance to hear many different people who are facing many different struggles talk about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it, in the belief that such listening is a crucial step in strengthening all of our efforts to change the world. On this week's show, I'll be speaking with Kathy Dawson. On January 28, 1988, a Supreme Court of Canada decision one that was only made possible by decades of determined feminist organizing, overturned Canada's abortion law. Since that time, women and other pregnant people in Canada have had a right to receive an abortion on request without restrictions. As crucial a victory as that was, however, circumstances these 31 years later illustrate that the absence of formal legal restrictions is a very different thing from genuine freedom from substantive material barriers, and not just to reproductive choice narrowly conceived, but to sexual and reproductive rights more broadly. Kathy Dawson is a board member of the Alberta Pro-Choice Coalition, or APCC, which brings together groups from across the province to protect and support sexual health and reproductive rights. Dawson's entry into this work was in response to the ways that youth are denied access to their sexual and reproductive rights through being denied knowledge. She lives in Edmonton, where at that time her daughter attended a school in the public system. In her sex education class, her daughter was told numerous inaccurate and highly troubling things. This prompted Dawson to initiate a campaign that ultimately resulted in the Edmonton Public School Board passing a policy to ensure its schools teach comprehensive, inclusive, and evidence-based sex ed. Dawson then became involved with the National Abortion Rights Coalition of Canada and eventually connected with the Calgary Pro-Choice Coalition, which had been around since 1994. After some discussions with the Calgary group, they decided that they would launch the Alberta Coalition in 2016. The APCC is an all-volunteer initiative that takes action in a number of ways. They do research, they develop resources about issues and tools for campaigns that can be taken up by local groups in different communities in the province, and they use social media to mobilize in support of both their own campaigns and those of affiliated local groups. An important element of how reproductive rights are limited in substance, and even potentially threatened with formal legal rollback, is through the activities of an extensive and well-funded anti-choice movement. Much of the APCC's work so far has involved countering that movement. For instance, anti-choice demonstrators have sometimes intimidated and harassed people who are attending clinics that provide reproductive health care that includes abortion services. APCC was involved in pushing for and supporting the legislation passed by Alberta's NDP government that mandates a minimum distance for protests, or a bubble zone, around clinics and around the homes of providers. As well, many anti-choice organizations have found ways to access public funding that then directly or indirectly supports their agenda of diminishing reproductive rights. APCC has been working on a number of levels to defund anti-choice organizations. The federal decision to place greater restrictions on access to the Canada Summer Jobs Program was in part due to APCC's campaigning, and they're attempting to do similar things at the provincial and local levels in Alberta. 
They have also campaigned against anti-choice ads, challenged inaccurate and propagandistic sex ed in some school systems, and worked to get listings removed from public referral services that point people seeking health information and services towards anti-choice organizations. They also hope soon to focus on addressing the uneven access to abortion services for different populations and in different parts of the province. At the moment, however, Dawson said that the biggest threat to sexual and reproductive rights in Alberta is the possible outcome of the provincial election that will be happening at some point before May 31, 2019. There is a serious chance that the United Conservative Party, or UCP, under former Harper government cabinet minister Jason Kenney, will form a majority. Dawson said that anti-choice groups are committed to ensuring that the UCP candidates in at least 52 of the province's 87 ridings hold anti-choice views. I speak with Dawson about the work of the Alberta Pro-Choice Coalition to defend sexual and reproductive rights in Alberta. My name is Kathy Dawson. I am a board member of the Alberta Pro-Choice Coalition, as well as I sit on the board for Abortion Rights Coalition of Canada. Alberta Pro-Choice started off as Calgary Pro-Choice. I approached them because I was doing a lot of activism in the Edmonton area, and I wanted to see it go province-wide. They decided it would be a great idea. We amalgamated and we launched Alberta Pro-Choice where now we look at covering all of Alberta with pro-choice activism. My daughter attended public school, and she was going to take her sex ed in calm class, which is career and life management. And she was in public school, so I said to her, you know, I've heard that crisis pregnancy centers are in some of the schools, but I wouldn't worry because you're in a public school. But if you see one, let me know. She was in their class not very long before she texted me and it's like, oh my gosh, they're telling us we should watch what we wear. They're shutting down gay kids. They're telling us boys have no control. It was a two-part class. I went down the next day to withdraw her and they wouldn't let me withdraw her without her losing credit. So then I got to sit in on the class and long story short, ended up raising a lot of awareness in the media. And the result was that Edmonton Public changed their sex ed policy to be one of the best I've seen, where they embrace evidence-based and comprehensive and inclusive sexual health education. So it was really exciting, but I was also really concerned even at the time because I wanted to see all Albertan students have access to evidence-based, inclusive and complete sex ed without shame. That's what launched me in it. And then I reached out to other organizations that I thought might also have a stake. But as part of my activism, I had to learn a lot about different things. I was always pro-choice, but I'd never really deep dived into what that meant. And so now I have, and I'm even more pro-choice. Before we talk more about the Alberta Pro-Choice Coalition, maybe explain for listeners one piece of terminology you used just now. What's a crisis pregnancy center? Crisis pregnancy centers are kind of like the pretty storefront of the anti-choice movement. They get a lot of even mainstream donors because they propose that they help pregnant people out. So you'll see these ads, pregnant, scared, give us a call. Their primary agenda is to dissuade women and other people that can get pregnant from having abortions. They try very hard to get you in the door before they'll give you any information on how to decide. So if you look at their websites, they're very much 
pro-adoption. They'll mention parenting, but when it comes to contraception and abortion, they're all about the risks and the harms. And they even make up fake psychological terms like post-abortion stress syndrome to make it sound like PTSD and whatnot. At their core, most of them are evangelical, believing that God's plan for a family is a married man and woman. They're homophobic, they're transphobic. And what people don't realize is that they're also against contraception. Right in their statement of principles, they'll say that they will not counsel or refer contraception. They've recently changed that. They refer more to abortifacients. And when you talk to some of the anti-choice or anti-abortion people, they include the pill, the IUD, and emergency contraception as abortifacients, showing that they don't even understand how contraception works, and they don't care. Yeah, it's all about control. In general terms, who's involved in the Alberta Pro-Choice Coalition? It's very much grassroots. Some of the members, we can't tell you who they are because we don't want them to be attacked by anti-choice because anti-choice can be pretty awful, finding out where people live, boycotting their businesses, that sort of thing. As well as there was a chill over being politically active if you're a charity. Now, we're not a charity, but some people are members of charities, so they had to be careful about that because the Harper government was going after the progressive charities. And there's still a bit of a chill on that, even though they've kind of downplayed the risk of being politically active with the charity at the federal level. But there's always the risk conservative government could come back in and target these progressive charities again. In general terms, we have representation by pro-choice organizations. It's all in unpaid and kind of grassroots activism. So when we put out a call, our followers will take action. We're connected as well at the national level with the Abortion Rights Coalition. We're a separate organization, but we have connections there, as well as some of the grassroots organizations that have turned up across Alberta, such as Red Deer Pro-Choice and Lethbridge Pro-Choice. Give listeners a bit of an overview of the kinds of work that the Alberta Pro-Choice Coalition does. The most recent one was the Bubble Zones. When NDP passed Bill 9, Protecting Choice for Women, Accessing Healthcare, we helped raise awareness. We made sure that people could see the pictures of the protesters that were outside the clinics, that we raised awareness on the concerns with people outside the clinics, the harassment and the stigma that they were trying to attach to people accessing the clinics. So we were quite involved in that. Another thing we have done, the anti-choice have their 40 days of prayer. So we ran two campaigns on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, And just to clarify, these are different campaigns that involve encouraging people to engage in activity of whichever sort each day for 40 days. We did the 40 days of pro-choice prayer from Faith Aloud. As well, we also attached it to 40 days of action because we recognize that not everybody that's pro-choice is religious either. So we wanted to give everybody something tangible to do during that time period. So we encouraged people to write into their MLA and thank them for the bubble zone for putting that legislation forward. We also asked people to write into their MLAs and ask for access to be improved. We also did one asking them to donate to a pro-choice organization, that sort of thing. We've presented also at the 13th Biennial Western Canadian Conference on Sexual Health in May, where we presented how we defunded anti-choice. I don't know if your listeners are aware, but 
Through my work with Abortion Rights Coalition and with Alberta Pro-Choice, we're involved in defunding the Canadian Centre for Bioethical Reform. They were getting mass amounts of Canada Summer Jobs grants, and federally now they've changed the Canada Summer Jobs grants so that groups are no longer able to use this money to undermine our rights. That was one of our big successes. Also, we've done some work, we've liaisoned with Lethbridge Pro-Choice in getting anti-choice ads taken down. So I connected with Abortion Rights Coalition and Lethbridge Pro-Choice Coalition. Together, the groups established a list of items that people could complain to ad standards about that would get these ads taken down. We're still working on getting anti-choice defunded at the provincial and municipal level. Right now, they're able to get property tax rebates in some areas. Our big thing is the FCSS funding that's joint municipal and provincial. They've been using that to fund anti-choice groups. So we're going after that. We're still trying to get anti-choice sex ed taken out of the schools. We've prepared a parent package for our website and raise awareness so that parents have the information they need to take these presentations out of the schools. We were successful in getting them out of Calgary Board of Education. The Calgary Crisis Pregnancy Center had been in there for 25 years. And we helped raise enough fuss amongst the parents that the parents were asking the teachers constantly, who is teaching our sex ed? And eventually the board took them out of there. We were also involved with the municipal elections and the school board elections, because one of the reasons that you end up with anti-choice in the school's teaching is because the school trustees themselves, some of them, are anti-choice. So we were really active in the school board elections most specifically focused on Calgary and Edmonton to keep anti-choice off of the board. We had one trying to run for Edmonton and he did not get elected. We've got a petition on the go right now to get 211 to stop referring anti-choice groups because right now there's a database called Inform Alberta that HealthLink uses and the Community Resource Guides use and the 211 network. And right now they allow anti-choice groups on there. So when you search for contraception, Calgary Pro-Life was coming up. And we know that they don't approve of contraception, like the pill, the IED, emergency contraception. And we think that's a dangerous thing to do. Additionally, like if you search for abortion help, the crisis pregnancy centers will come up. And this should not happen, not with a legitimate government database. There is no way that they should be referring fringe groups as a legitimate community service. So that one's still ongoing. For all of these different campaigns, what approaches do you take to mobilizing your membership? We're using mostly Twitter and Facebook. We don't have any other accounts like Instagram or whatnot. So we'll identify issues. And another thing we're doing as well is providing some education on social media, like we'll share the medical definition of abortion and what crisis pregnancy centers do. We'll also raise awareness on anti-choice ads and direct people to resources. We've tried to make it so that people can do self-help issues because it's really hard to take on the school boards over sexual health education as we wait for an updated curriculum. So we prepared a parent package on our website. We've actually got a take action section on our website that talks about the government funding. It talks about the 211 
and it talks about the sexual health education and it gives them resources so they can just pick it up and take it to their own school board. There's a letter on there for them to modify for their school trustees. And we get tips as well from our followers. That's how we find out if these groups are in schools and which schools they're in because the school boards aren't open about it and neither are the anti-choice open about what schools they're in. How able has your coalition been so far to reach beyond Calgary and Edmonton? We've had a little bit of difficulty getting representation in some of the more remote areas, but our involvement on a provincial level has energized groups. We have given them the backup so that they can do what they need to do in their areas because Alberta is quite diverse as far as communities go. So from the city point of view, we can't really direct the best way to go, say for Lethbridge. Lethbridge takes the lead on their area and lets us know what they need for backup. We would like to have more involvement across Alberta. I think that we need to hear more voices from people. But we also recognize that there's a bit of stigma in some of the smaller towns that people might be reluctant to speak out because of the social conservatives. We've had these rights for a long time, so I think we need to do a better job of educating people of what is at risk. And what we lack is, we lack the funds. (laughs) We're in the process of getting society registration, but we lack the funds to really effectively fight against well-funded political machines like some of the anti-choice groups are. And when you say you're offering backup to, say, the group in Lethbridge, what kinds of things do you mean? Resources. If they need research on anything, if, say, for example, I'll use the sexual health education as an example of this. So we've got a package there and it identifies all the issues, but provides the core documents for the crisis pregnancy center so that they can take those core documents to the board and say, look, We want our sexual health education to be inclusive of LGBT. And right here it says this group doesn't see that as God's plan for a family. And this isn't appropriate for a publicly funded school. We also have research on the effectiveness of comprehensive sex ed, as well as the most recent draft guidelines, the national guidelines. So what we're looking for, but we also identify the harms that are caused We've tried to raise awareness as well in that package of the harms of the purity culture that's taught by these groups, harms to youth that have lived through trauma and assault, and how that can hurt them to be taught this purity culture that the pregnancy centers are promoting. So we'll give them all sorts of like research on the different aspects. We've also reached out to Other organizations, say, like in Edmonton, we reached out to LGBT organizations as well, because everybody's impacted by these groups coming in, teaching sexual health. What's your sense of the ways in which reproductive rights are most at risk today? Right now, our biggest risk is the potential of a United Conservative Party government They have already voted in their policy that they want parental consent for youth to access health care. And this is very concerning because if you need your parents' consent, as a teen mom, you could make choices for your kids, but you wouldn't be able to make your own health choices. It's an abusive policy. We also understand that the anti-choice groups are trying to run 52 anti-choice candidates out of 87 ridings. So that's a risk. And they, they keep telling us, We're not going to legislate on abortion. 
and they're being very disingenuous because they can do a lot of things to harm sexual reproductive health rights. There's already been issues that they will out children that are attending the GSAs. Uh, And that's gay straight alliance clubs in schools. That's already been raised as an issue. They could go back to funding the pregnancy care centers. They could be encouraging them to go into the schools. These are things that people may miss if they don't have kids in school. So there's that. There's also the issue that we still don't have access. Uh, And by access, Dawson is referring to the fact that though there is a right to abortion on request in Canada, people in particular geographic areas and people who are marginalized in certain ways may be unable in practice to access the necessary services. They can make things more difficult for access or even just not improve access. And we know that the rural and non-Calgary Edmonton cities, like the bigger cities, are suffering. People are suffering. They're having to travel long distances and some are denied choice already anyway, because if you're a young, poor, Aboriginal person in northern Alberta, you likely won't be able to afford a trip down to Edmonton to get an abortion. So it's taking choice away from people. There's other issues as well that stem beyond the sexual and reproductive health rights because we do have people that have had to go into bus shelters and the street to get an assessment for assisted dying. And we cannot see that improving under a UCP government. So we're going to be spending a lot of time looking at who the anti-choice candidates are and trying to expose them. And we're working with some other groups to identify them as well, because if they're homophobic or racist, chances are they're also anti-choice. So any kind of comments like that we're logging. When the election comes, we also are going to survey the candidates on their positions on sexual and reproductive health rights so that the voters can know what they're voting for. Given that you're involved on the ground in Alberta and you're also involved in a national organization, what's your sense of what's the same and what's different about doing this work in Alberta versus other parts of the country? Some other parts of the country are more progressive. Some of the issues that we're having in Alberta are not issues they have in Quebec. And then some are facing maybe the same issues as our rural and northern communities. Say a smaller province like PEI, they restricted abortion access for over 30 years and just recently got it. But the similarities are that abortion is a right, but we're still having to deal with organizations like 211, referring groups that exist to undermine this right and to undermine the access to contraception and sexual health education. Some of these are across provincial borders, definitely. Sexual health education is an issue in many of the provinces. It can also be restricted to specific school boards too. But mostly, I think across Canada, we are looking at the same need, evidence-based health education, medically accurate health education, inclusive to LGBT. I think that's an issue right across the country. And given that the decriminalization of abortion took place in Canada more than three decades ago, I think a lot of people in this country take these rights kind of for granted. What would you say if you were addressing a group of people, maybe particularly a group of people who are young enough to have grown up since that decision, to make sure that they're not complacent and that they're aware of how important it still is to take up this fight? I would address that if you're young, and you don't have the resources, your access is already restricted. 
unless you live in a bigger center. So if you live in Red Deer, you don't have the choice that a person in Calgary or Edmonton will have. Because as, say, a 16-year-old, how are you going to get to Edmonton, pay for a hotel, come up with the money to pay for a hotel and transportation, and explain your absence from the community for a couple of days if you need to obtain abortion? And I think the youth should be very angry about getting sexual health education that is subpar. Consent is so important, consent education, and youth aren't getting consistent teaching across Alberta on consent and on contraception. And I got to say kudos to the youth, because if it wasn't for people like my daughter that come forward, or the youth in Red Deer, some of these issues would still be going on behind the scenes and people wouldn't know. So I don't know if you recall the one in Red Deer, they brought in Red Deer Pro-Life and Red Deer Pro-Life presented a video that compared abortion to the Holocaust called Women Murderers and basically a skewed propaganda piece. And it was youth that videotaped this and brought it forward. It makes me sad that the adults aren't taking the lead on this. Why should the youth have to take videos to prove that they're getting subpar education? It should be codified or it should be part of the curriculum. The youth have a right. They have a right to information on protecting their health, regardless of what adults around them might think. And I know that, that I love teachers. Teachers have done a great job of trying to introduce these concepts, but it's not consistent across the board. And it's certainly not consistent across the two different publicly funded school boards. What are the big things that the Alberta Pro-Choice Coalition has coming up in the next while? Oh my goodness. The biggest one is this election, the 2019 upcoming election that's going to be happening by May 31st. We're very concerned. The threat's very real that we could get an anti-choice government, and that's going to be bad for everybody. We look to the east and we see what's happened in Ontario with the sexual health education We're really concerned about that if the UCP get in, the impact on sexual health education. So we'll be working really hard on that. That's our next five months we're immersed in that. There's going to be surveys to candidates. We'll be publishing a list of pro-choice, anti-choice candidates, mostly focused on the UCP because NDP is a pro-choice party. We're waiting to get a statement from Alberta Party because the Alberta Party recently had a leadership change, and we have not heard an update from them. I know that they came out in support of the bubble zone, so we're looking forward to hearing from them as well on their position on sexual and reproductive health rights and sex ed. That's our focus for the next five months. Additionally, we're going to be focusing on continuing to identify and challenge funding to anti-choice. And we'd also want to raise awareness and get more access for people outside of Edmonton and Calgary. That'll be our next biggest issue. But I mean, it's a whole game changer. If UCP gets in, we might just be fighting just to keep somewhat sex ed in the schools. You have been listening to my interview with Kathy Dawson of the Alberta Pro-Choice Coalition. To learn more about their work, go to abprochoice.ca. To find out more about Talking Radical Radio, the guests, the theme music, and the ways that you can listen, go to TalkingRadical.ca and click on the link for the radio show.
On the site, you can sign up for email updates or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, and other platforms. I'm Scott Nye, a writer and media producer based in Hamilton, Ontario, and the author of two books of Canadian history told through the stories of activists, published by Fernwood Publishing. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you tune in again next week.